Awesomes, welcome back to Sorta Awesome and welcome back to the Extra Awesome series. As you know, from time to time, we take a little break to talk to awesome people who are doing amazing things in the world. And you guys, if you love books and reading the way I do, and I know many, many of our awesomes do, if you are a person who's ever had your life touched or changed by a book, by something that you read, you are going to love this conversation today. I am joined by one of our awesome community members, Jennifer Williams. Hi, Jennifer. How are you? Good morning, Meg. I'm doing well. Good. Well, the reason that you are here today is because you have become known as the book lady in your community. Before we get into talking about that, why don't you tell the awesomes a little bit about kind of what life looks like for you right now, where you're located, what your life is like, and then we're going to talk about this book lady title and some really incredible things that you're doing in your community through books and reading. So where are you? When And what's what does life look like for you right now? So I am living in Southside, Virginia. I have lived here since 1985 when I came to um, the university here. I, got it, I went to Averett University. I studied education, got a degree, taught school for 28 years um, here in our little city. I didn't plan to stay here. It was one of those, oh, I just pick a college thing. Yes. Uh, but I love my small city. It's rebranding itself. We were um, the home of Dan River Mills textile plants for a hundred and some odd years. And when textiles all went overseas, our town struggled. I mean, sure. it raised a couple of generations of people with a middle-class income working in the mill, and then it went away. Yeah. So we are working hard to re rebrand ourselves. We've had ups and downs like every city, big or small. And, but I, I've grown to love my little community and the way it's working to care for each other. That is a perfect fit into um, some of the things that have really motivated you to become so involved in your community through books and reading. So you taught for 28 years. Were you teaching elementary? Were you um, in the upper grades? What were you teaching? So I was a prime, I was an elementary school teacher, Okay. Uh, primarily kindergarten through second grade was the majority of my time. I did a few years, third, fourth, fifth, that kind of thing, but not most of it. Most of it was, so watching the magic of becoming a reader yes. was part of my everyday life. Yes. So that was part of it. Although my mother was a librarian by okay. trade. All right. Uh, read to us long after we could read. That was part of her relationship with us. Part of her parenting style was to stop mid-book. I mean, you have difficult conversations to hold with teenagers, and she'd go, I don't think that was a good choice, or what would you do? Or, yes. Ugh. So she used that magic of stories long after we could read. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a brother, and I have a sister. I'm the oldest. To help us learn how to navigate the world based on fictional people yes. that we we're reading about realizing that there are, there are almost always different paths to take. Like, yes. Oh, I don't think that's a good idea. So that, that raised readers, um, that helped us learn a lot of things that you don't have to actually experience before you can be like, Oh, that wasn't a good choice. So, so both of those things 
merge together to, to put me where I am. That totally makes sense. I interact with books the same way. I don't know if it's because I also have an educational background, but I think sometimes my kids even get annoyed because I am that read aloud reader who will stop and be like, do you know what this word means? Or why do you think they did that? Or what do you think might happen next? <laughs> yeah, I, I do that on a daily basis right here in my house. Okay, so you grew up with a librarian from mom. I mean, so many of us would love to, to be able to say that. And then you yourself became a teacher, like you said, in those magical years where kids are um, learning early literacy, learning how to become readers and discovering the magic that that is, being able to read and the worlds that can be unlocked for us through reading. You know, I've mentioned a couple of times here on Sort of Awesome that even for me myself, I learned a lot about the world and relationship dynamics and things that happened across the globe that I never would have known about otherwise magical worlds, realistic worlds, all of that through books. I have such a passion for books and reading for the same reasons that you were talking about. But Jennifer, you've taken it a step further to where your community that you love knows and loves you as being the book lady. Tell us the story of what's going on with that. So um, as an elementary school teacher, I uh, in the early grades, especially, I often encountered kids who just needed extra help. You know, I mean, not everybody picks it up quickly. So the summer I left teaching, which was May of 2016, I spent that summer working with kids all over my city. I had a few of them whose mom said, hey, can you just help us work on this this summer? Then I spent a lot of time in low-income neighborhoods just going from building to building because those kids attended my school. Okay. Um, the, the two communities that I spent a lot of time in. So they were familiar with me and I would just practice reading and math with them. I, I just, you know, collected all kinds of little things and had a prize bag. And if you worked really hard at reading and math, you got to pick something. The more I did that, I started in June, you know, kids would find the magic of a great story and be like, can I keep that book? Like, oh. wow, that looks cool. And I'd be like, oh, they're going to read it. Like a couple more people are going to read it, but I'd write their name in the front and I'd take it back to them. Like oh. I'd walk back to their building and hand it to them. I'm like, you yes. said you wanted this one. So when you do that day after day, it's like, it just broke my heart that even, even in a small city, that's, you know, just an average American city that there were what, literacy people might call book deserts. I mean, yes. kids and families that don't have books. Right. And I knew how important that is to your success. I, you can yes. tell when a kid looks at books at home, reads books at home, watches their family read books at home. It's, it's so, it, it's just, you can see it. Yes. Kids. You can watch them achieve or not achieve based on that. Yes. I, I remember from my teaching days, I was at the other end of education. I was teaching juniors and seniors and I learned in my teacher training to teach writing, good readers make good writers. That's, Absolutely. that's the number one, even to be a proficient writer, not even like a, a, a novelist or anything like that, but just to be able to be proficient in communication, written communication, 
requires a strong literacy background. And so I've been beating the drum of early literacy from the other end of the spectrum of like, if you want your kids to be able to communicate, again, we're not talking about publishing novels, we're just talking about effective communication read to them and it and it builds the foundation for so many other um learning skills that are not just sitting down and opening the pages of a book and having you know like being able to tell you what happened like there's so much that's unlocked in the brain at such an early age with books and reading yes and and honestly that opens doors to how you present yourself for a job interview. Yes. Can you navigate the doctor's office? If you can't read the intake form, like right. I need your name and address, you can't navigate life. I mean, it's not even, oh, I want to be a, a CEO. It's more of a, can you navigate basic life? Yes. So after spending half of the summer doing that, um, our city has a magical little event, I guess I'll call it that, Uh, For three days, we have what's called Engage Danville. Engage Danville has all kinds of civic groups, churches, communities, whatever, who create projects to serve other groups in the city. If my church takes a roll of quarters to a random laundromat and fills all the machines, you come in and it's, it's just a blessing. We don't tell, you don't necessarily tell people where you're going to, I mean, some of them you do, some of them you don't. So after watching kid after kid say, can I keep that book? I decided I would create an event. We also, a particular church here in Danville hosts the webpage for Engage Danville. Anyone in the city can log on, see the projects. Oh, I, I have carpentry skills this rotary group is going to build a ramp for these people. Let me help them. Uh, We tag them as family-friendly, kid-friendly, morning, evening, night, lots of different descriptors. So you can join a group as well as create one. So I decided I would pick three low-income neighborhoods and I would give away 300 books, 300 each day in a three-day time span. Wow. Okay. Shoot the trees. All my friends, do your kids have good condition books? They've outgrown. Like I bought books. I, whatever. I I had this short time span, two weeks to come up with 900 books, but I I did. Wow. So I gave away 300 on the Thursday. I gave away 300 more in another part of the city on Friday. Gave away 300 more on a Saturday. Uh, Came home that night. I'm laying on my bed like, oh. There we go. And my husband, Scott, says to me, well, that was really great. You did it. And I'm like, yeah, but there, there's got to be more than that. And yeah. he's like, more? And I'm like, <laughs> I want to give away. Anybody can give away 900 books. He's like, really? And I mean, I'm like, yeah, Jennifer's like, yeah, I mean, of course, 900 is like nothing. <laughs> like, I mean, anybody can do that. And I, I laid there for a minute and I was like, I want to do something that's going to stretch everything I have, stretch my faith, stretch my finances, stretch my, my work ethic, stretch everything. I'm going to give away a million books. And he looked at me and he went, a million books? And I was like, well, I'm already 900 in. We're, we're, half, we're, we're already all the way. And he's like, that's a long way from a million. And I said, yeah, but I can do this. I can do this. And I would buy books at yard sales are in great condition. The library has book sales. Sure, um, yeah. People, you know, my neighbors would say, oh, you know, 
our kids are teenagers now, we don't need these toddler books. And I would fill little free libraries. I would take them to kids. I would, all kinds of things. I found all kinds of places to leave. I'd leave them in the park when I knew it wasn't gonna rain. <laughs> things like that, places for people to find them. Yeah. Um, so it sort of started, well, the more people heard about it, the yes. more, now I, I run to the grocery store half a mile away. I come back and there's two boxes of books on my front porch. Wow. Like, I'll say, Scott, who left it? Oh, I didn't know somebody came. Okay. But uh, so we have books everywhere coming yeah. out of the seams. So, so you just been, sort of snowballed. So since 2016, this has mm-hmm. been your mission. One million books given away. Mm -hmm. So here we are. uh, It's August of 2021. What's the update on how many books you have been able to give away at this point? So to date, I have given, I'm going to give you the very, very most update number. Okay. Because you have been, I know, faithfully tracking these books. I have. There's a picture of almost every single book. Almost it's every single one. It's amazing. Almost. Yes. You can follow Joy of Reading on Facebook yes. and see see kids getting books, grown-ups getting books, little libraries getting books. There have been given 76,228 books. Oh my gosh. That just gave me chill bumps all yeah. over again. Yeah. That's amazing, yeah. Jennifer. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Putting Thank books you. into people's hands. And it, like you said, now you're doing it for all ages. Uh, yes. Not just kids' books anymore. Correct. I started because I wanted kids to have books. Yes. But I also know that happening upon a little free library. We, we are blessed to have 17 in our small town. Oh, wow. Yes. We have them at parks. We have them at churches. We have them at elementary schools. It's great. I mean, that number has grown in the time I have been giving books. I think me continually bombarding my small town with, here's some new books uh-huh. <laughs> that other groups have realized, hey, wow, this is a way to draw people to our, our playground or our facility and that's yes. a community service that doesn't other than building the library it doesn't cost a whole lot to maintain yeah um that's right people will find you people will um things like that so that's been really cool um and and i knew that just giving kid books it would take much longer plus there were plenty of people who are like well i have books at home that i've read or my mm-hmm. mom you know is is moving can i give you these and and there's no reason not to share those. I mean, right. they're perfectly great condition. Yeah. So I started doing that. Um, yeah. So 76,000 in, in, in four years, it's been amazing. That is really truly awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. What an amazing impact you've had on the community there. And that's a great way for us to kind of transition to this isn't your only book project, Jennifer, you were like, I'm not going to stop here. So you have invested so much time, so much energy into getting books into hands of starting with kids, but in your community, but along the way, you found yourself in a different situation and recognizing a new need that is related to books and reading. So tell us about Second Chance Book Club. So the same summer that I left teaching and began sort of looking for a new time and place for the energy I had still, I had, I have been friends with the chaplain at our city jail. Well, our city jail and our county jail is covered by the same chaplain. Mm -hmm. So, and they're very close together. They just happen to have a, you know, a line. Sure. 
a municipality line in between them. But um, I've been friends with him for 30 years, at least. And I had always joked that, like, when I wasn't teaching, I was going to go to jail. And he was like, oh, no, 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 no. I was like, no, 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 I'll, I'll just volunteer. <laughs> so I said, okay. Yes. So I, I ran into him right after I had finished, um, I closed the chapter on teaching in public school. And he, he stopped by my table. My husband and I were eating at a restaurant. He stopped at our table. Um, he and his wife and I, we were just, you know, making small talk. I hadn't seen him in a number of months. And, and out of my mouth pops, now that I have time, like I'm going to volunteer. So he hands me his card. I mean, I knew how to reach him, but he hands me his card and I come home and I thumbtack it above my computer on my bulletin board. And I looked at it for a couple of months. That's the month, you know, the months I was tutoring all these kids in the summer. Uh, it becomes late summer and I know they're all going back to school. And I look at this and so I called. He said, well, come down and like take a tour of the jail and, and we can talk. So we did. Um, and he says, hey, I want you to like start a creative writing group. He said, we had one years ago, an English major at the university ran one for a couple of years, but then she moved away and, and I would just love it. So I, I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. So I, you know, I contemplated the idea that they only have quarterly volunteer training. Okay. Um, so, so I was waiting till the next volunteer training thinking, oh, okay, could I do this? What, what would I do? Like, how would we do this? I, I go to the night of training and I walk in, I was like, well, I think I have an answer. He said, you're here. I know the answer. So I started, uh, actually this week marks five years since I started doing this little volunteer creative writing class with the women at the jail. Uh, only women can volunteer with women. Only men can volunteer with men. So that kind of keeps it easy. So, you know, I was, I would go every week on a Wednesday morning. We, you know, we, we learned trivia. We, we just, we just formed community. I mean, you know, yes. And, you know, we just have fun. We write creatively or we would play a game or all kinds of things. So about a little over two years ago, almost two and a half years ago, I was in a book club. I was running a book club for kids, all kinds of things that I'm thinking, wait a minute, they have nothing to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, occasionally you get to watch TV, but they don't get to pick what's on. So right. otherwise we got this tons of free time. So I started navigating the system of how do I get the right permissions? How do I talk to groups on the outside, convincing them that Crime and literacy are things we should all be working on. Yes. We should all be concerned about. Absolutely. So I asked permission from the sheriff. I talked to groups. I Because I didn't want to start having like a book in hand and being like, well, that went really nice, but I'm not really sure where we're going to go. So I, I did. I worked hard to get, uh, I, there were several different things I had to do, several different I mean, even though I was already a volunteer, I could come and go, but I, there were other rules I had to oh, navigate. Sure. I'm not supposed to carry in anything other than a file folder of papers, things like that. So uh, it took me 11 and a half months to navigate as well as have a couple of groups who were willing to take a chance on this whole idea of flying. Uh, we were set to begin 
January 2nd of 2020. Mm. I already had a book set in hand. Uh-huh. Uh, the English department at the middle school had donated a box of Tuck Everlasting, great oh, classic. Yes. You know, so I'm thinking, okay. And I stopped by the sheriff's office and I said, sir, this is my fifth time to watch them at Christmas. It's hard to be in jail at Christmas. You're not with your family. The rest of the world is happy and jolly. You're not. I have the books. Can we start this month instead of next month? And he said, that's fine with me. Okay. So, so I kind of talked it up for two weeks and I took in Tuck Everlasting. I had 24 women come to the picnic table, some who had never done creative writing, but were sort of a, I don't know, is this a, a new idea? Yeah. There were no part of this group of women who said, oh, I'm a reader. I love to do that. Like, finally, something I like to do. Right. They're all like, well, there's nothing to do here. So right. here I am. Yeah. And I thought, I said, well, just give it a chance. I said, you just don't know. I had already thought through the fact that literacy is a is an issue for most people who are incarcerated, just for the reasons we talked about before, navigating a better job, navigating basic life. All of those things are, you cannot deny, are in some way tied to literacy. Absolutely. So when, when a middle grade book was donated first, it was perfect. Mm-hmm. because it was a good enough story, but we didn't have to navigate so much. Here's this like 800 page novel. Let's read this together. Right. So it was, which was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, several of the groups that I talked to, I explained, I'm looking for some compelling middle grade high school books that we don't have to, we don't have to turn people away because they're like, well, I'll never, I'll never be able to navigate that. Never mind. I, I can't. That I'm not that good of a reader. Right. And we have had women who have said, well, I'm not really a good reader. And others will say, well, we can read it together or you can ask me questions. That's so great. Which has been amazing to watch. They have really bonded in a different way around books. Yes. Um, it has, it gives them something to think about, talk about when they're caught up in a good story. They're not in jail. They're somewhere else like the rest of us laying on our bed reading or sitting in our living room reading, uh, which is a beautiful thing too. So I, I got December under my belt. I got January under my belt. I got February under my belt. We read, we read Tuck Everlasting. We read The Secret Life of Bees. We read Holes great stories yes I take in a wrinkle in time mm-hmm. okay yes. um a, a totally different group donated this so I take in these are typically they're either brand new books or in very 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 good condition okay so many of them are brand new which is a powerful thing to hand someone who feels beaten down by life someone who doesn't know you believes in you enough to purchase this new book for you which has been super powerful as well so I bring in uh, a wrinkle in time, I pass it out, and of course, the world stops spinning. And we, we hit a pandemic, yes. and I can't go, they can't have visitors, and I thought, I have spent a year and a half getting us to this point. Yeah. My numbers grew from 24, by then we were at 30. Wow. Uh, yeah. Which we only we can only incarcerate 64 women maximum at the jail. So to have 30 participate is an amazing statistic. Yes. So 
And I was just heartbroken. I'm thinking, oh, all this, and we, we've just lost our momentum. And it did not happen. Mm-hmm. We had, I had enough groups that I heard about the idea who, or individuals. I had two um, friends who, as a couple said, you, you give us a title, we'll buy the books, we'll mm-hmm. do it. I was able to drop them off at the sheriff's office, just leave them outside the door. They would come out and get them. They passed them out, okay. um, took names of who got them. Um, I have a little tracking sheet that everybody fills out. Even though we do a book discussion, it helps me because I've tracked. We have read over half a million pages in 17 and a half months. Isn't that amazing? Yes. Half a million pages. So anyway, I was, you know, they were like, we'll take them in. I mean, we have to go in anyway, that kind of thing. So uh, the sheriff sponsored uh, video calls for us. I would call they would email me a, a certain inmate's name. I would log in as family to them. We spoke to the company so it doesn't cut off at like eight minutes. They would line up with their books and be like, Miss Jennifer, I read this. I loved it. Da, 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 da. And they would sit down and they would have a little few minutes. Then next, and you would sit down and oh, I read this and I loved it. And da, 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 da. It, was ama- I mean, it was magical in that we couldn't be together, but we were together. That is which was beautiful. <laughs> yes. It was just beautiful. So the more books I sent in, the more people stepped up. I mean, our little town just showed up in a big way. Um, my sister has a, runs a, or is it as a participant in a book club on the other end of our state. She's up near Washington D.C. Her book club said, "You give us two titles, we'll divide it up. We'll we'll each buy eight copies. We can do this." I mean, it was just amazing. Yes. That instead, of, I mean, I was heartsick thinking. All right. this work and nothing happened. Yeah. And it didn't. We went from reading a book a month to reading at least two books, sometimes three books. Now we're at sometimes four books a month. Oh my gosh. Which that's is amazing. amazing. It is. We are we have just finished our 37th novel. Uh, like I said, we've had 94 different participants because, of course, my group is never exactly the same. Sure, because different from what we might think of inmates in a in a prison who are there for a scheduled amount of time, these women are inmates in, like you said, your city jail. And so there's, they're, they're going to be in oh, and they're yeah. going to be released and, and, and then new and people are that. coming in. Yes. So that has been cool to watch them be like oh no no miss jeffrey comes today and i think we get a new book and and you know so while you don't want to be in jail they've created a community around that like here this is a good thing like we've read all kinds of these things and there is a bookshelf there so we always leave a few they fill out a little half sheet it has their name the book title i liked it i loved it i hated it something i took away from the book yeah. Things like that. I, I'm the only person on the planet that sees those. I, I tell them all the time, you don't have to worry. If, nobody, if you don't want people to know you're in jail, it, it doesn't matter. Yes. Nobody sees it but me, but I track it to know because, you know, the world runs on statistics now. Yes. Often, often. <laughs> um, so the more I can say there are 94 people, we've read, you know, 554,000 pages. People are like, wow, well, that's something I'm interested in. In the beginning, I was super like, how am I going to keep this going? But it's, it's grown. We have been incredibly blessed. It has, we've, we've produced some amazing, like 
cry worthy moments. Oh, I'm, I can um, only imagine. So yeah. are you, so it's, so during the pandemic, it sounds like you, like in the heart of the pandemic, you were doing the discussions virtually, but yes. you did have a few months worth before the pandemic really began where you were going in face to face, having book talk, basically mm-hmm. like you would yes. at book club. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Since, since that time, have you been able to go back in for more face-to-face? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. So we, I was able, uh, I was vaccinated and able to go back in May, I guess okay. May, the beginning of May, I was able to go back, which was wonderful. Of course, I had people who had joined book club that I had never met face-to-face. Sure. I mean, yeah. virtually I had, but had met face-to-face. Uh, so that was exciting. We had some great moments talking about what have you liked so far? What would you like to read? Of course, when you have a group of women, they can suggest all kinds of things. I'm like, I can write them all down, but I don't know. Um, But I can't stress how much it has been truly amazing to watch our small town as well as the world just show up for women who don't feel like they have anything. And they do. So. That's been cool. That is so incredible. And again, like I said at the top of the show, so many of us who are awesomes are readers of all different kinds of genres. And we, you know, as adults have found different books that speak to us. And I think that this is such a testimony to the power of books and reading on an individual level, because again, it builds skills. It is so cognitively good and rich for your brain, but then also the community aspect. There's a reason why women are drawn to book clubs even if they're not avid readers, because that community aspect, giving you a common ground to have conversation is so transformative. And you were telling me before we started recording that now there's even a new development in what's happening for some of these women who who were part of the Second Chance Book Club. And now they are, they've been released and they're, you know, back to life outside of the jail. What's going on in this new development? So I am a board member to a group that promotes literacy in our region. And we have decided with the roaring success of Second Chance, we would apply for a grant to have Second Chance on the outside to continue their community building, their reading, their the, the magic that has transformed. Yes. I've, I've been very, very, very cognizant of supplying so many different types of books. Mm, yeah. So that... I don't want them to be like, well, I'm just not into romance or I'm not not into whatever. Yeah. So that they can discover the magic of books and the kinds of books they find themselves liking, they can turn around and find outside, you know, or find more of. Right. Because there's no point in being like, well, it's a mystery book club. And if you're not into mysteries, you don't participate or all those things. So that was great. So we found out yesterday that we have been funded for uh, beginning a, a small group of women who have been released and want to continue being readers, but wouldn't be reluctant to seek out a book club to say, well, I learned, I, I, I started becoming a real reader when I was in jail. And now I, you know, now I want to be a reader. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so that they all have in common. So we're, we're doing a little snack dinner and so book great. talk and they get a free book. They get a free meal uh, to build that community and continue 
Um, we know it's a proven fact that children who see their parents read yes. are more likely to become readers. Yes. Um, it's There's no like, well, I don't understand how that helps you. I mean, like kids who just see that happen, which is important too. Absolutely. Um, Mm-hmm. So there you have it. There Jennifer, have it. I'm just, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten chills as you've been talking. This just brings so much joy to my heart. And I know you've been, you've been faithfully sharing in our awesome community, beginning with the book giveaways, you know, you've mm-hmm. been sharing, giving us updates along the way, and you've even brought in people in different online communities who wanted to support the work sure. of Second Chance uh, Book Club. And so before we wrap up, I do want to ask you, like if any awesomes who are listening are like feeling like I do, like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. The work that can be done, the beautiful things that can come from books and reading, and we want to support your work. Where can we go? What what do we need to know to connect with your work specifically? So I have created a Second Chance Book Club Facebook page. It's public. You can find it. You can see what we have read. Um, I hope to also maintain a short wish list Okay. Uh, if you prefer to purchase one so you know that's what it was and have it shipped to my address, that would be fine. I also have a PayPal account where I often, any book, any money, I mean, it's only used for books, Yeah. Uh, but I don't buy children's books with any money that's tagged for second chance, okay. anything like that which people will buy one or two copies at a time. And if I'm trying to come up with 32 copies, I'll be like, oh, here's here's a few dollars to buy the last of this set. Yes. It can go in. Things like that. So I have a, a PayPal account as well. Okay. Only for books. So both of those things are up and available. Okay. And we will definitely have links in show notes so okay. that people can Wonderful. just click from the show notes and find all of that. That's yeah. So I want to share my magic story last week. Okay. I think, I think, well, there are plenty of awesomes who may have seen it, but my magic story was we are in the throes of Harry Potter. We don't do every Harry Potter book back to back because if you're not into that, then you're not going to participate. Right. So we do a, a Harry Potter and then we do one or two other books and then another Harry Potter. So we had a new inmate. Uh, they were you know, encouraging her to come to the picnic table. They were excited and all this other stuff. So I, I, I extend a, a copy of, of the book and I said, would you like one? And she looks at me and she looks at the book and she, she tentatively took it. And she said, do I, do I just give it back to you next week? I said, well, if, if you want to, but you don't have to. It, and she caressed the front of it. I'm going to cry. She caressed the front of it. She goes, you mean this belongs to me? Mm-hmm. And I said, yes, it's yours. You can, you can keep it forever if you want to. And she just looked at it and it was just, It was so amazing to just think about when you feel you don't have much, the power of a gift like a book that, uh, so that was just, that was just, we've had lots of of pretty cool moments like that over that time. We've had moms of teenagers have their kids downloaded at home on their tablet and they talk about it when they call for visits. I mean, in the pandemic when nobody could visit, they would talk about the book rather than like, well, we didn't do anything today because they weren't, kids weren't going anywhere. Right. Parents couldn't have visitors. They had something to talk about. Yeah. They had something else to just commune over. And to, to, it was just, it's been so amazing. So what I thought was going to be a tragedy with the pandemic yes. has brought a lot of families together over something else. 
through yeah. books. Yeah. I'm going to have to take a minute. <laughs> I know. It's very emotional for me too. It is. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much. This is, I know that this speaks to so many people. We are like whole community is really built on this idea of finding and bringing the awesome to the everyday. And you have taken that mission and really embodied it in this huge difference you're making in the community through books and reading, through the lives of kids, all the way up to adults, to women who find themselves in jail and have maybe never had a book of their very own before. And now they're able to have a book that's theirs that they can read, that they can discuss. Again, the transformative nature of books and reading. It's beyond awesome. It's just truly, truly amazing. So thank you for coming to tell your story. I know this is also going to inspire other awesomes to think about like, what, what am I passionate about? What do I know that can change the world? And how do I like make that happen on a, on a level in my own community? So this has been so fun. Thank you so much for taking the time and thank coming you for and telling doing this, Meg. And thank you for um, reaching out to me. I yeah. appreciate that. Well, Awesomes, you know that you can find Jennifer in the Hangout group. She's very active there. So um, if you would like to talk more with Jennifer about this, I know that you can find her there for any follow-up conversation. And if you want to find the show, Sorta Awesome, we are in all of the places on social media. You can just search for Sorta Awesome. And hey, if you have an idea about a topic, awesome people doing amazing things in the world, you want to suggest it for an extra awesome, find us on social media and send us a message. We would love to feature more stories like Jennifer. So awesome. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see y'all next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.